This is a Dece World production in association with Pants Pending Studios. They're not PC So if occasional foul language turns you off Then you have all been warned This is the call before the storm I'm only tucking a dick for the rest of eternity Because we're here Get ready for the social hour Live from Dece World Studios in San Antonio, Texas, this is The Social Hour. On today's show, Dece talks about the latest Chris Rock special, what's new with Ranch, and more. And now your host. He's gearing up for St. Patrick's Day because he can't wait to appropriate white culture. D. Cassius! Malabkeen, everyone! Happy late International Women's Day! Uh, normally I'd make a joke about that, but as we all know, women aren't funny! Welcome to the show, guys. This is the Social Hour. I am Deese. Thanks for hanging out for another week, uh, another episode of the show. And uh, happy International Women's Day to all the women out there that try so hard to be funny. It's adorable. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Obviously, there's a lot of hilarious women out there. And um, we appreciate you having a sense of humor, taking a joke, even though some of you take jokes like that way too seriously. Chill out, lady. Go make me a sandwich. All right, cool. We're moving on. We're going to get uh, get this show rolling. Lots to talk about today. Just me in studio still it's a half-assed studio, guys. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I still have not hooked up the entire program, the whole studio yet. As you can tell, I'm procrastinating. I'm dragging my feet. I've got other shit going on. I'm a busy guy. I got f- chickens now. I'm a farmer, basically. Essentially, I'm a rancher, and I've got land. I'm a landowner. I can't be troubled with electronic stuff. I might be Amish is honestly what's happening. I might. I got the beard. Uh, I have a rudimentary understanding of technology. I'm bad at social skills, and I want to be left alone. I'm basically Amish. I just got to figure out how to uh, churn butter and start being more attracted to people who are marginally uh, related to me. And I think at that point, I'm Amish. Or at the very least, Mormon. They're pretty much the same thing. Mormons are a Velcro shirt away from being Amish. Those fucking people shouldn't be so goddamn pious over there with their stupid magic underwear and goddamn getting their own planet and shit. They're on some crazy shit. I don't want to hear you guys talking shit about anyone. (laughs) I actually... This isn't even in my notes. I actually had a conversation. It was just a random conversation with someone the other day. And they're a little more conservative. Which, whatever, we can still be friends. We're talking. Um, and, you know, they're asking me about my comedy. You know, it's someone I haven't talked to in a long time. And knew before, long before I did comedy, I was, you know, was a teenager. And I'm telling them, oh, yeah, you know, this and that. And they go, 
you, so what do you talk about in your comedy? I'm like, well, I, you know, takes all kinds. I was, uh, uh, I will make fun of anything. And that's the person I met at a Bible camp, like a, not, like a Christian camp when I was probably 13 years old. And that's how we knew each other. And they are still religious, although they don't believe, they don't go to church. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And I go, yeah, you know, growing up Catholic, they're wacky. And they go, yeah, Catholics are the wackiest. And I go, well, <laughs> take it easy. I don't think you can say Catholics are the wackiest. You can't believe in God and be like, those Catholics, they're the crazy ones. No, you can say they're the molesty ones. That's factually accurate. Uh, but I don't think they're crazier than any other religion. Every religion has their own flavor of crazy. Uh, you all believe in some nutty shit. You just justify it so you can uh, masturbate before you, in the abomination of the eyes of God, so you can try to get a hand job before your wedding day and be like, God forgives me. Whatever uh, my God thinks, he's, he's okay with premarital masturbation. <laughs> all right. Uh, what, what's going on today, guys? We've got a lot to talk about. We are going to start with our latest segment, and that is Bidet Gate. That's right, more updates with the bidet. That's right, for my regular listeners, I recently got a bidet, installed it, and I've got to say, uh, my only complaint is I don't know how to come out to my family now. Uh, listen, I have never sucked a dick, but I'm 100% that sure that thing has penetrated me. I'm basically a homosexual now. Uh, <laughs> listen, you'd think a lifetime of Catholic school would have prepared me for what a bidet does to you. Uh, but oh my God, that uh, that thing really, uh, really gets up there. It, it, it also, there's a little lever. Uh, I mean, you know, you can like change the um, trajectory of it. You can, it has like a, it changes the angle at which this thing shoots this water out. And at a certain point, it was just shooting me in the back of like, kind of in the back of my crack. And then it started blasting me in my balls. I had to think, do you know, do you know how much aged Thai food you have to eat to figure out the angle that a bidet should be working for you? Not to mention, is it hot or cold? I don't know how far my balls are hanging down. Yeah, that's a lot of information for you folks. But uh, for those of you non-dude listeners, uh, the sack has some range throughout the day. It's not a consistent length, uh, <laughs> depending on how uh, hot or cold, maybe how scared you are, um, how uh, likely you are to get mauled by a bear. That is a factor on where your balls sit. Sometimes they go all the way up in you. Sometimes they're dragging on the ground. You don't know. And then you're, getting, you're fucking blasted with this fucking super soaker in your balls. And you're like, all I want to do is wipe my ass and get off this fucking toilet. I'd be out of here if I had that little bear from Charmin. Yeah, I'd have a little couple patches still hanging out down there. That's okay. Anyway, the bidet is working. Uh, but man, it has changed my life in ways I didn't know. I got to have a conversation with my family over Thanksgiving dinner. Now it's going to be awkward. I mean, listen, guys, I'm not gay, but I've seen Wicked twice. So, you know, shit's, shit's weird out there. <laughs> That's the update on the bidet. Uh, moving on. 
We've got uh, the Chris Rock special. I want to talk about the Chris Rock special, guys. Uh, this has uh, been much controversy. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to see it. I will watch it when I have time. Uh, but there's been people talking so much shit about this Chris Rock special um, that was on Netflix. First of all, it's revolutionary that they he live streamed this thing, which is kind of an interesting way to do it you know you can (laughs) the promise of the internet is actually finally becoming a thing it's more than just you know a porn and how to uh groom 14 year olds there's more to it now you can do the things that they said we'd be able to do basically live in this virtual world where instead of going buying a ticket to watch chris rock live you can watch him live on your tv is it as good no it's about 20% 20% less good seeing comedy on TV. Maybe even more than that. I'll be honest with you. Comedy on TV is probably like 25 to 30% less good than it is live. And I bet, but I bet that's recorded, edited for laughs, etc. You've got a live stream. It's probably 20% less good. But people are talking a lot of shit about this Chris Rock thing. And it's so funny because it's all people who've never made more than you know minimum wage sitting on their rented apartment, you know, watching this Chris Rock do his sixth comedy special over a thirty-year career, in between a multi-million-dollar movie and TV career, and they're like, "This guy sucks at his job." <laughs> they know he doesn't suck at his job. He's actually very good at his job. It turns out, no one can fake their way through comedy. For that long you can trick people for a little while with comedy there you can figure out how to say the right words in the right order for a little while but that eventually gets found out and you certainly can't make it 30 plus years i mean i say 30 years but it's probably more than that that chris rock has been doing comedy you can't fake it for that long at that level at that clip he never had a time where he wasn't doing comedy well he has times where he wasn't really doing stand-up comedy but it's not that he wasn't doing it well he just wasn't really doing it because he was busy making a boatload of money acting i mean he's still cashing checks from new jack city that's a 30 plus year old movie where he played a crackhead willing to suck a dick for coke and y'all broke motherfuckers doing that shit for free and you're talking shit about him this guy is a comedy fucking royalty the guy definitely knows how to how to craft a joke and be a comedian you may not like it and that's okay you don't have to like his comedy i get that it's not necessary for everyone but we need to figure out the difference between i don't like this and it's not good it is a he is objectively a brilliant comedian you subjectively do not care for it and that is totally fine you're probably kind of a whiny little bitch and i wouldn't want to hang out with you if you're complaining about his special Uh, but (laughs) i get it not everyone not everything's for everyone there's different uh different flavors of comedy i've had some people talk to me about i've had some black friends talk to me about how they felt that he was kind of going against his blackness per se or that he you know felt like he just didn't seem as 
in touch with African-American culture, um, which is an interesting thing to say um, for a lot of reasons, because like, I don't know, is that his responsibility? Does he have to speak as a black person? Can he just speak as a person? You know, he's been through a lot over the years. He's reached an age where he's probably not that concerned about what other people think is they think of him you know it's like that old dave Chappelle sketch when keeping it real goes wrong chris rock does not have to keep it real for anyone he's been slapped on live tv during the oscars the guy is will die rich he doesn't need to worry about what anyone thinks about him he's just got thoughts he's got ideas he's at a point where he's achieved like escape velocity as they say he's got fuck me money where there's fuck you money, you know, where it's like, oh, you can pay for you, you can you can pay for something that's going to fuck someone else over. But then there's fuck me money where you're paying and doing things to literally fuck your own career over. And he's got that kind of ability where he can talk about anything he wants and it's pers- arguably would fuck him over. But he's got his fans. He's. Uh, almost uncancelable. You can't ruin Chris Rock's career. He's cemented. He's got his thing. The people who love him are going to love him. So, like, what does he give a shit? Um, And really, I don't know. I just feel like we should stop looking at everyone. You know, it's so reductive to think about him as a black comic and that he has to speak directly to that. Um... I think he's a person and he's a comedian and comedians have an interesting take and things get pent up in different ways. We're a different breed of people. You know, we're all, all comedians obviously have their differences, but there's like a common thread between the way we think and the way we absorb and the way we fucking compartmentalize and the way we have to get it out. So I, uh, you know, whether it was intentional to go against maybe his, blackness or his culture uh i think that's good you know i think he's representing people and that's way more important than representing uh, a reductive color that you were born into and raised in you know just be you and what you want to do for uh your comedy uh so yeah i'm gonna watch it i'm sure it was good um it's always people (sighs) what sucks too is it's always people it doesn't suck this doesn't suck. What's interesting is that it's always comedians who are bad comics who are talking shit about other comics. I've never met a good working comic who really needs to like, shit all over fucking Chris Rock. It's like, what are you going to... Hot take. You didn't like Chris Rock special. Okay, great. Go drive five hours and get paid $25 and a hot dog to do your 40-minute set because that's where you're at in your career. I think Chris Rock is doing just fine. I don't think he should be taking your financial and business advice in this career path when he seems to have made it and you're still trying to get a guest spot at the fucking Chuckle Hut in Poughkeepsie, motherfucker. Maybe when you are doing, uh, you know, been on Saturday Night Live and had a storied movie career and filmed a couple specials, then maybe your advice will matter. Until then... Nobody gives a shit. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Speaking of comedy specials, I am in the midst of editing my hour that I filmed back in November. Just been so busy. I'm getting to it, guys. I kept saying uh, my arbitrary date I put on it originally was uh, Valentine's Day. And then that came and went, obviously. And it never, it hasn't happened. I'm still editing it. Uh, it's going to come out. I got to say, it is the worst. I don't, editing is tough anyway. Editing your own shit is fucking deplorable. Because most comics will tell you this. They hate watching themselves. It, you know, they, I, they hate watching their own comedy. And like, I've done hundreds and hundreds of shows over my career and headlined so many shows and i'm not the best comic out there not the worst i'm good though i know i i know i can make crowds laugh i've entertained plenty of people there's plenty of laughs in this special i still watch it and go ugh, this is terrible i can barely stand watching it you know because like i i've done shows where i've done an hour and 20 minutes of killing a crowd and then like I'll go up, I'll drive up on Mondays to try to do Kill Tony in Austin, where you get a minute's worth of time. And I'll drive up there being like, I've done hours, I'm fine. And then I get there and I'm like, I don't think I've ever said a funny thing in my life. How am I gonna do a minute? Are you out of your goddamn mind? It's just this daunting thing. I think that's that is one of the markers. And this is not a pat on the back. This is more towards other people I know. But most really good comics I know are pretty like critical self-critical and really constantly uh trying to rethink and retool and uh their confidence in their comedy is not the best you know it's when they're up there they're delivering but also they're they're constantly rethinking it like david tell is one of the most humble guys i've ever met that guy i remember the one time i met him he we uh I was working at this club and he did this show and afterwards he's asking me like what did you think you think that was good what about this joke you think that went well i mean he just sold that show he destroyed he's david tell and he's asking me and i'm like and I, this was years ago so i was like this was like five years ago so i wasn't even like headlining shows at that time i think and I'm like, what do, what do you care what I think? You know, like I fucking, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm hoping to get a gig for doing 20 minutes locally. And you're asking me what I think, you, how I think you did. I think you're doing pretty good. All things considered, Dave Attell, who's been on TV and doing comedy for longer than I've been alive. Not really, but close, maybe. Like, what the fuck? And I, I like that, uh, that, you know, that personality trait it's why i try to really you know with younger comics and i try to i want to give people shots and give people gigs and put them on shows and you know i'm not uh concerned about what other people are doing or i don't want to like i you know i want to put people on my shows i want to make shows so people can have spots you know moving to san antonio uh i've already come up against that wall of like people not wanting to put me on stuff and they've seen me showcase, they've seen me do time, and I've definitely done well. <laughs> it's like, you know, they just get they get uh, insecure. It's like, ah, oh, this guy's going to, you know, we don't have a spot for you. We can't do this. We can't do that. And it's like, you know, that's fine. You don't have to. Um, I'll make my way. 
I'm good at that, at finding shows, doing the spots. Um, but uh, yeah, man, be more giving out there, comedians. That's all I got to say. Uh, anyway, but the special, that's what I was talking about. My special, it's not a special. It's an hour. Let's stop calling it a special. A special implies somebody asked for it. Nobody asked for this. <laughs> Hopefully people will buy it and watch it and laugh and enjoy it. I think they will. But I like I keep I keep hesitating to use the word special because like a special implies someone like we need this from you we've asked for this you're finally giving it to us I'm like no I just needed to stop doing this hour and I'm really trying to um, get away from that material so uh, it's it's a little slower than I'd hoped but we're getting there anyway keep an eye out we'll keep you update I'll keep you updated oh man uh let's see another news uh ranch flavored ice cream was just uh announced guess where walmart of course at walmart where the fuck else are they gonna sell ranch flavored ice cream um like i ranch flavored ice cream is the i think how we can really bridge a lot of gaps socially in our country like if you want to if you want to uh convince a conservative or some religious zealot that sucking another man's dick is okay dunk that dick in ranch that dude that fucking trump supporter will gobble that thing up in a heartbeat you know all of a sudden hidden valley has a double meaning you know go digging around in that hidden valley i bet you'll find vegetables probably corn still stuck up in that one that ranch is will heal all wounds you know it's like the fucking you know it's like the rosa park of goddamn condiments it's just bringing everyone together ranch flavored ice cream these motherfuckers put ranch on anything i remember when i first moved from california to montana uh and people were putting ranch on pizza on fries on everything i'm like i didn't know that was an option uh, they like they put it on everything I'd only ever seen ranch put on a salad. I didn't know you could do it for other things. And again, don't get me wrong. I'll put ranch on shit now. They were right. It's good. But goddamn, ranch-flavored ice cream is the most white trash thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, if you see someone buying white trash ice cream, they definitely have a bunker a fucking some shipping container buried under their yard they're ready for the goddamn apocalypse you know they've got an nra card they've got a don't tread on me and a trump sticker and an mtfu on the back of their truck and probably bought that thing with an ebt card not the truck the ice cream <laughs> uh speaking of white trash saint patrick's day is coming up around the corner um St. Patrick's Day is an interesting holiday. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is like the, it's the only time we're allowed to appropriate white culture. You know, it's, and it's funny because white culture is the only thing you're still allowed to appropriate. The things you're still allowed to, appro to, to hate on or appropriate in America, like any, you can, is, uh, is anything white related to white people or straight men. Those two groups you still allowed to shit on and it's i i love the hypocrisy of this so much uh, not because i think you should shit on white people or um straight men but because i love the idea that people have vitriol against these groups who most of them probably willingly would be 
helpful partners in the fight against inequality, but they get shit on so much by minority groups or, you know, we'll say groups, underprivileged groups that have voice as much. Although, fuck, dude, for groups that have voice, you motherfuckers are loud and annoying as shit. Shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. We get it. Things are rough or whatever. Patriarchy. Blech. <laughs> like the uh you know people want to shit i said it a million times there's never a worse time to be a straight white male and here's the thing i am straight i am a male uh i identify as latino because i am latino uh so like i look at white men and i actually kind of feel bad for y'all um it must suck you guys get fucked up today you guys just have to take it because if you don't just take it all of a sudden you're hateful and someone calls you a bigot and the minute someone calls you a bigot the conversation is over you have nowhere to go you're a bigot then you're a nazi then you're a trump supporter and then you you might as well have just started the holocaust and it's just this weird succession of dominoes falling instead of just being like hey this is an individual person with individual ideas and thoughts and actions that may not have ever done anything against group a b and c why don't we chill the fuck out and see if they're a decent person um but none of that happens and people just appropriate culture on saint patrick's day uh saint patrick's day is the only day it's okay to be white you guys can go out and get drunk and uh drink and drive and you know you'll get away with it because you're white it's okay uh which is awesome (laughs) i like the idea that we can still appropriate a culture you know like imagine (laughs) Imagine if it was like Kwanzaa and everyone dressed up in blackface or something, you know, <laughs> like the shitty African garb. And I don't mean I don't mean that it's a pejorative all African garb. What I mean is like the dumb African garb that uh, like Nancy Pelosi and them dressed up in like the wrong one, not dumb, the, the like for the wrong culture and stuff. And fucking, you know, people just did like because like, I mean. We dress up as a caricature of Irish people. Fucking St. Patrick's Day with the little green hat and fucking four-leaf clovers and just get drunk and pots of gold. And it's like, that's fine. We're still letting that one slide. And we're only letting it slide because it's they're white people. And fuck white people, right? We're like, we don't give a shit. They're white. They're doing just fine. So we can still shit on them. Ah, the hypocrisy is amazing. It's beautiful. It'll never change. But my God, it's it's uh, the the hypocrisy of some of these social justice warriors. Um, speaking of that, uh, we have a new segment, and it's called "This Week in Leftist Hypocrisy." Uh, tipping. That's right, tipping. Oh, no, that. That music can't do. Let's uh, let's change that up. How about uh, there? You go. That's better. Tipping. <laughs> These uber woke people love to say, if you can't afford to tip, you shouldn't go out for dinner, which is the most elitist leftist thing you'll ever hear. These people like think, and I know they're leftists because they have a shitty job that. Uh, is in the service industry. No one with a college education conservative is uh, serving tables at the local Applebee's. Applebee's maybe actually, because that's like hometown pride. Their uh, dessert menu consists exclusively of ranch flavored ice cream. But um, 
that is such a fucking elitist thing to say is that if you can't afford to tip you shouldn't go out for dinner it's so fucked up because so many people don't have a lot of money and they save up just enough to go out just enough to have a nice night out so you're saying poor people don't deserve a nice night out because they can't afford to tip you 20 percent they shouldn't be able to go out for dinner go fuck yourself these people deserve it just as much as anyone else and they worked hard to be able to go out and get that dinner and do that and have a nice night out you know sorry you picked a job where you have to get tipped to feel you make them should make the money you deserve to make get a different job and part of the problem is too most of you servers now is like it's hips it's service it's hipster service where these motherfuckers want to be like yeah what do you want uh we don't have that you should look at the menu that has all of our options on there it's like motherfucker if you want me to tip you 20 percent, do your fucking job do it with a smile if you don't like it get a new fucking job i'm tired of these people ex with this expectation of a 20 percent tip and doing their job poorly you can't expect a good tip if you fucking are bad at your job and this is coming from a guy who's a pretty good tipper uh i generally try to tip about 20 percent if not more but also you've got to be decent at your job passable you know uh and i do it because if i've gone out i generally have the money to offer that kind of tip but not everyone does and that expectation shouldn't be there you should be able to just go to dinner and enjoy your dinner kick a couple bucks and you as a server be happy you got that couple bucks if you don't like it go fucking get a degree in structural engineering or go to a fucking construction site pick up a goddamn shovel start working at minimum wage and work your way up the ladder until you start making more money but no you got soft hands and fucking no grit under your fingernails. You have to fucking serve tables and be mad because someone doesn't want to throw you an extra five bucks because you've filled up their coke three times. Suck a dick. Get a different job. Tired of that shit. You fucking elitist motherfuckers thinking. And it's so because it's always. <laughs> Let's be real. The people who say have that point of view of if you can't tip 20%, you shouldn't go out and eat, are mostly these fucking new youthful liberal fucks that want to be mad about this shit and fucking think communism is a, the fucking way of the future. So give me some of yours. I want to work less hard and get more of what I didn't work for. It just doesn't work, guys. You're going to have to work a little harder. You might have to get a different job. Uh, people should tip but mandatory i don't know man why why because you made me a coffee at starbucks because you turned around and turned a knob and poured coffee that was already made into a cup and then gave it to me i should tip you how much is that tip worth a dollar that coffee was three dollars so i'm what a third of the way into this cup of coffee to give you a tip for doing that get the fuck out of here it's you guys gotta this whole mandatory tipping thing is getting crazy and again this comes from a guy who tips pretty well almost ex all the time all right i think we're about out of time guys i thought one last thing i did want to talk about is i saw cocaine bear um it's exactly what you would imagine um, 
except there's a lot less of a bear on cocaine than I would have wanted. Here's the thing that people don't get. When you make a movie called Cocaine Bear, it's like Alien vs. Predator. You don't need a plot. I'm there to see Alien fight Predator. That's it. You really don't need other characters. You don't need this plot line of a ship or an old fucking power source you got to find in the Antarctic or whatever. I'm in. Aliens vs. Predator. I'm in. That's it. Cocaine bear. I'm in. Make it more about the cocaine bear. There was like so many characters in this movie. Like, (laughs) I mean, I want to say 50. That's obviously a lot. That's... Too many. It's there's not fifty characters, but there is like twenty. Without conjecture, without I mean hyperbole, I should say not conjecture. Without hyperbole, there's like twenty characters, which is way too many movies about a movie for a co- bear doing cocaine. Just have a bear do cocaine and go on a rampage. That's funny as shit. That's what the movie's about. We don't need a moral. We don't need a family lesson. We don't need a, some thing about ethics. Just have. A bear on cocaine there's like a cop and he's got this situation with a dog and then a situation with his partner and then there's a drug dealer and then there's his son and then there's the drug dealer's son's son who is living with the drug dealers the main drug dealer and then there's the drug dealer's son's friend who is also helping him and these two kids and the mom and this doctor it's like two and then there, there's so much going on just cocaine bear um now this movie, uh, right now, I'm going to look it up and see what it's sitting at on Rotten Tomatoes. Cocaine Bear on Rotten Tomatoes is 69% by the, wow, that's better than I thought, 69% by the critics, 73% by the audience. And you know what? That's about what it should be. Because it's just a movie about a bear who does cocaine. Uh, it's it's not supposed to be some goddamn art house, moral, life-changing cinema. We need to start watching movies <coughs> just for what they are. You know? People you like people are shitting on Ant-Man. Yeah, God, this is one of Marvel's worst movies. I'm like, how can it be one of the worst? They're all the same. This is signed by a guy who has watched all of the Marvel movies a lot and enjoys them. Yeah, some I enjoy a little more than others, mostly because I have, there's characters I'm attached to a little more, but really, they're just kind of the same. It's two hours of just like explodey, fight the blue light, lots of CGI, and a couple fun quips from guys in ridiculous costumes. It's not high art. It's not meant to fucking change the game. Just go, shut up, enjoy it. That's it. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here for this week. Thanks for hanging out. We've got some guests lined up for you soon. Uh, We'll be uh, announcing that pretty quick here. Uh, But uh, as for me, guys, go to the social hour or go to dececomedy.com. Check out everything going on. Uh, We've got shows coming up this week. this episode came out a little late so tonight i will be at the perfect score in san antonio texas uh, i am uh, just announced i'm gonna be up in the northwest again 
next month i will be at the curious comedy theater on april 13th i will be at whistling jackson and that's in portland oregon I'll be in Natchez, Washington at Whistling Jacks on the 14th and at Manresa Castle in Port Townsend on the 15th. So come check out those shows while I'm in town, guys. All right, that's it for the social hour. I've been Deese. Thank you very much, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>